चैप्टर सिक्स एफिशिएंसी ऑफ द टच ऑफ द गुरुज हैंड रामनवमी फेस्टिवल इट्स ओरिजिन ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन एक्सेट्रा रिपेयर्स ऑफ द मस्जिद बिफोर डिस्क्राइबिंग रामनवमी फेस्टिवल एंड मस्जिद रिपेयर्स द ऑथर मेक्स सम प्रिलिमिनरी रिमार्क्स अबाउट सदगुरु एज फॉलोस एफिसी ऑफ द टच ऑफ द गुरुज हैंड When Sadguru is the helmsman, he is sure to carry us safely and easily beyond the worldly ocean. The word Sadguru brings to our mind Sai Baba, the perfect master. He appears to me as if standing before me and applying udi, sacred ashes, to my forehead and placing his hand of blessing on my head. Then joy fills my heart and love overflows my eyes. Wonderful is the power of the touch of Guru's hand, the subtle body. consisting of thoughts and desires which cannot be burnt out by the gross fire is destroyed by the mere touch of guru's hand and the sins of the past births are cleaned and washed away even the speech of those who feel agitated when they hear religious and godly talks attain calmness the sight of sai baba's handsome form chokes our throat with joy makes the eyes overflow with tears and overwhelms the heart with emotions it awakens in us i am he Soham Brahma consciousness manifests the joy of self-realization and dissolving the distinction of I and Thou makes us one with the supreme one reality. When I begin to read scriptures, at every step I am reminded of my Sadguru Sai Baba, who assumes the form of Ram or Krishna and makes me listen to his life. For instance, when I sit to listen to the Bhagavad Gita. or uddhav gita song of teachings of lord shri krishna to his disciple uddhav for the welfare of the devotees when i myself start to write anything i cannot compose a few words or sentences but when he on his own accord makes me write i go on writing and there is no end to it when the disciple's egoism props up he presses it down with his hand and gives him his own power makes him achieve his object and thus satisfies and blesses him If anyone bows down before Sai, surrenders his heart and soul to him, then all the chief objects of life, that is, dharma, righteousness, artha, wealth, kama, desire, and moksha, deliverance, are attained easily and unsolicitedly. Four paths, that is, karma, jnan, yoga, and bhakti, lead us separately to God. Of these, the path of bhakti is thorny. and full of pits and ditches and thus difficult to transverse but if you relying on your sadguru avoid the pits and thorns and walk straight it will take you to your destination that is god so says sai baba after philosophizing about the self existence of brahma his power maya to create this world and the world created and stating that all these three are ultimately one and the same the author quotes Sai Baba's words guaranteeing the welfare of the bhaks there will never be any dearth or scarcity regarding food and clothes to my devotees home it is my special characteristic there will never be any dearth or scarcity regarding food and clothes in my devotees home it is my special characteristic that i always look to and provide for the welfare of those devotees who worship me wholeheartedly with their minds ever fixed on me lord krishna has also said the same in gita therefore strive not much for food and clothes if you want anything 
beg of the Lord, renounce worldly honors, try to get Lord's grace and blessings, and be honored in His court. Do not be deluded by worldly honor. The form of the deity should be firmly fixed in the mind. Let all the senses and mind be ever devoted to the worship of the Lord. Let there be no attraction for other things. Fix the mind in remembering me always, so that it will not wander elsewhere towards body, wealth and home. Then it will be calm, peaceful and carefree. This is the sign of the mind being well engaged in good company. If the mind is vagrant, it cannot be called well merged in him. After quoting these words, the author goes on to relate the story of Ram Navmi festival in Shirdi. As Ram Navmi is the most celebrated festival at Shirdi, another fuller account as published in Sri Sai Leela magazine of 1925 page 197 is also referred to and a summary of the festival is related in both these accounts is attempted here origin one mr gopal rao gund was a surveyor in survey department at kopargaon he was a great devotee of baba he had three wives but had no issue With Sai Baba's blessing a son was born to him in the joy that he felt due to this an idea of celebrating a fair or urus occurred to him in the year 1897 and he placed it for consideration before other shirdi devotees that is Tatya Patil Dada Kotte Patil and Madhavra Deshpande Shama they all approved of the idea and obtained Sai Baba's permission and blessings for it then an application was made to get the collector's sanction for celebrating the urus but as the village kulkarni held against holding the fair the sanction was refused but as baba had blessed it they tried again and ultimately succeeded in getting the collector's sanction the day for the urus was fixed on ram navmi after having consulted with sai baba it seems he had some purpose behind this that is the unification of the two festivals the urus and the ram navmi and the unification of the two communities the hindus and the muslims as further events showed this end or object was duly achieved though the permission was obtained but other difficulties cropped up shirdi was a village and there was scarcity of water there were two wells in the village the one in use dried up soon and the water from the second was blackish the blackish water was turned into sweet water by sai baba by putting flowers into it as the water of this well was insufficient so tatya patel had to arrange to get water from outside temporary shops were to be constructed and wrestling bouts arranged gopal rao gund had a friend by the name damu anna kasar of amnagar he was also similarly unhappy in the matter of progeny although he had two wives he too was blessed by sai baba with sons and mr gund prevailed upon his friend to prepare and supply one flag for the procession of the fair he also succeeded in including mr nana saheb nimonkar to supply another flag both these flags were taken in procession through the village and finally fixed at the two corners of the masjid which is called by sai baba as dwarkamai this is being done even today the sandal procession there was another procession which was stated in this fair the idea of a sandal procession originated with one mr amir shakkar dalal a mohammedan bhakt from korhala This procession is held in honor of great Muslim saint Sandal that is chandan paste and scrapings are put in the thali flat dishes with incense burning before them and carried in the procession to the accomplishment of band and music through the village 
and then after returning to the masjid the contents of the dishes are thrown on the nimbar that is the nish and the walls of the masjid this work was managed by mr amir shakkar for the first 3 years and after that by his wife so on the same day the two processions the flags by the hindus and the sandal by the muslims went on side by side and are still going on without any problem arrangement this day was very dear and sacred to the devotees of sai baba most of them turned up for the occasion and took part in the management of the fair tatya kote patil looked to all outward affairs while the internal management was entirely left to ramkrishna mai a female devotee of baba her residence was full of guests on this occasion and she had to look after the needs and also arrange for all the paraphernalia of the fair another work which she willingly did was to clean and whitewash the entire masjid its walls and floors which were blackened and were full of soot on account of the perpetual dhuni sacred fire of sai baba this she did during the night when sai baba had gone to sleep every alternate night in the chawdi she had to take out all the things including the dhuni and after thorough cleaning and whitewashing replace them as they were before feeding the poor which was so dear to sai baba was also an important item in this fair for this purpose cooking on a grand scale and preparing various sweet dishes was done in ramkrishna mai's lodging and various rich and wealthy devotees took a leading part in this transformation of urus into ram navmi festival things were going on in this way and the fair was gradually increasing in importance till 1912 when a change took place that year one devotee mr krishna rao jogeshwar bhishma the author of sai saguno pasna came for the fair with dada saheb khapardi of amravati and was staying on the previous day in the dikshitwada while he was lying in the veranda and while mr lakshman rao alias kaka mahajni was going with puja materials to the masjid a thought arose in his mind that he accosted the latter thus there is some providential arrangement in the fact that the urus or the fair is celebrated in shirdi or ram navmi day ram navmi is very dear to all the hindus then why not bring the ram navmi festival then why not begin the ram navmi festival the celebration of the birth of shri ram on this day here kaka mahajni liked the idea and it was arranged to get baba's permission in the matter the main difficulty was how to secure a haridas who would do kirtan and sing the glories of the lord on this occasion but bhishma solved this difficulty by saying that his ram akhyan the composition on ram's birth was ready and he would do the kirtan himself while kaka mahajani should play on the harmonium it was also arranged to get the sunthauda that is ginger powder mixed with sugar as prasad prepared by radha krishna mai so they immediately went to the masjid to get baba's permission baba who knew everything and aware of what was happening there asked mahajani as to what was going on in the vada being rather perturbed mahajani could not catch the purport of the question and remained silent then baba asked bhishma what he had to say he explained the idea of celebrating ram navmi festival and asked for baba's permission and baba gladly gave it all rejoiced and made preparations for the jayanti that is the festival next day the masjid was decorated with buntings etc a cradle was supplied by radha krishna mai and placed in front of baba's seat and the proceedings started bhishma stood up for kirtan and mahajani began to play on the harmonium sai baba sent a man to call mahajani 
He was hesitating to go, doubtful whether Baba would allow the festival to go on. But when he went to Baba, the latter asked him as to what was going on and why the cradle was placed there. He answered that the Ram Navmi festival had commenced and the cradle was put out for that purpose. Then Baba took a garland from the nimbar, that is the niche, and placed it round his neck and sent other garlands for Bhishma. Then the kirtan commenced. When it came to a close, loud sounds of victory to Ram went up and gulal, coloured powder, was thrown up all around amidst band and music. Everybody was overjoyed and suddenly a roar was heard. The red powder thrown up went up and somehow fell into Baba's eyes. Baba got wild and began to scold and abuse loudly. People got frightened and took to their heels. The intimate devotees who knew Baba well took the scoldings and outpourings as Baba's blessings and blessings in disguise. They thought that when Ram was born, it was proper for Baba to get wild and enraged to kill Ravan and his demons in the form of egoism and wicked thoughts. Besides, they knew that whenever a new thing was undertaken in Shirdi, it was usual with Baba to get wild and angry and so they kept quiet. Radha Krishna Mai was rather afraid and thought that Baba might break her cradle and she asked Mahajani to pull the cradle back. When he went to loosen and unfasten the cradle, Baba went to him and asked him not to remove it. After some time, Baba became calm and that day's program including Mahapuja and Aarti was finished. Later, Mr. Mahajani asked Baba for permission to remove the cradle. Baba refused the same saying, the festival was not over yet. Next day, another kirtan and Gopal Kala ceremony, an earthen pot containing parched rice mixed with curd is hung to be broken after the kirtan and the contents distributed to all as was done by Lord Krishna amongst his cowherds, friends, was performed and then Baba allowed the cradle to be removed. While the Ram Navmi festival was thus going on, the procession of the two flags by day and that of the sandal by night went off with the usual pomp and show. For this time onwards, the Urus of Baba was transformed into the Ram Navmi festival. For next year, 1913, the items in the program of Ram Navmi began to increase. Radha Krishnamai started a Nam Sapta, singing the glory of God's name continuously day and night for seven days, for 11th day of Charitra. For this, all devotees took part by turns and she also joined in, sometimes early in the morning. As Ram Navmi festival celebrated in many places all over the country, the difficulty of getting a Haridas was felt again. But five or six days before the festival, Mahajani incidentally met Balubua, who was known as modern Tukara, and got him to do the Kirtan that year. The next year, 1914, another Bala Satarkar of Birad, Siddha Kauthe, district Satara, could not act as a Haridas in his own town as plague was prevailing there. And so he came to Shirdi. With Baba's permission, which was secured through Kakasab Dikshit, he did the Kirtan and was sufficiently recompensated for his labour. The difficulty of getting a new Haridas every year was finally solved from 1914 by Sai Baba as he entrusted this function to Dasganu Maharaj permanently. And since that time, he has been successfully and credibly conducting that function until now. Since 1912, the festival began to grow gradually, year by year. From 18th to 12th of Chaitra, Shirdi looked like a beehive of men. Shops began to increase. Celebrated wrestlers took part in wrestling bouts. Feeding of the poor was done on a grander scale. Hard work and sincere efforts of Radha Krishnamai turned Shirdi into a Sansthan state. 
paraphernalia increased a beautiful horse a palanquin chariot and many silver items utensils pots buckets pictures mirrors etc were presented elephants were also sent for the procession though all this paraphernalia increased enormously sai baba ignored all these things and maintained his simplicity and modesty as before it is to be noted that both the hindus and the mohammedans have been working in unison in both the processions during the entire festival and there has been no confrontation or quarrel between them so far first about 5000 to 7000 people used to gather but that figure went up to 75000 in some years still there was no outbreak of any pandemic disease nor any riots worth the name during past so many years repairs to the masjid Another important idea occurred to Gopal Gund just as he started the urus or fair. He thought that he should repair and renovate the masjid. So, in order to carry out the repairs, he collected stones and got them dressed. But this work was not assigned to him. This was reserved for Nana Saheb Sandulkar and the pavement work for Kaka Saheb Dikshit. Initially, Baba was unwilling to allow them to have the work done. But with the intervention of Mahasapati, a local devotee of Baba, his permission was secured. Baba took a small gaddi for his seat discarding the usual piece of sackcloth used till now in 1911 the sabha mandap that is the courtyard was also put in order with great labor and effort the open space in front of the masjid was very small and inconvenient kaka saheb dikshit wanted to extend it and put a roofing on it at great expense he got iron posts pillars and trusses and started the work At night all the devotees worked hard and fixed the post but baba when he returned from chaudi next morning uprooted them all and threw them out once it so happened that baba got so excited and caught a pole with one hand and began to shake and uproot it and with the other hand caught tatya patil's neck he took by force tatya's feta struck a match set it on fire and threw it in a pit at that time baba's eyes flashed like burning embers none dared to look at him all got terribly frightened Baba took out a rupee from his pocket and threw it in there as if it were an offering on an auspicious occasion. Tatya was also much frightened. None knew what was going to happen to Tatya and none dared to interfere. Bhagoji Shinde the leper devotee of Baba made a bold advance but he was pushed aside by Baba. Madhavrao also similarly treated pelted with brick pieces. So all those who went to intercede were similarly dealt with but after some time Baba's anger cooled down. He sent for a shopkeeper got from him an embroidered feta and himself tied it on Tatya's head as if he was being given a special honor all the people were wonderstruck to see this strange behavior of baba they were at a loss to know what enraged baba so suddenly and what led him to assault tatya patil and why his anger cooled down the next moment baba was sometimes very calm and quiet and talked sweet things with love but suddenly with or without any reason got enraged many such incidences may be related but i do not know which to choose and which to omit i therefore refer them as they occur to me in the next chapter the question whether baba was a hindu or a mohammedan will be taken up and his yogic practices and powers of other matters will also be dealt with bow to shri sai peace to all om sai ram